One of our favorite authors here at Leadership Vision is Anne Lamott, and she wrote this, Gratitude begins in our hearts and then dovetails into behavior. It almost always makes you willing to be of service, which is where the joy resides. It means that you're willing to stop being such a jerk. When you're aware of all that has been given to you in your lifetime in the past few days, it is hard not to be humbled and pleased to give back. Back in 2014, Linda included that in a blog post that she wrote around Thanksgiving about gratitude. And ever since then, our team has paused this time of the year to share just a few of the things that we are grateful for in the past year as a way to be humbled and to remember that we can and should be of service to others. So today on the Leadership Vision Podcast, I think for the first time ever, I am joined by my, our entire team. <laughs> so welcome, welcome to all of you. We are here in the Shoebrings basement in lower Minneapolis, level. the lower level uh, in the podcast recording studio. I'm going to take a picture right now of exactly what I see. Or do a selfie. Oh, that's of... pretty good. And a selfie of me. I'm going to include that. <laughs> oh, I moved. <laughs> I'll include it in the blog post so you can know what it's like. Linda, do you want to set this up a little bit? You're the one that kind of gave us the questions. Yeah. So we've been doing this every year. We were just talking right before we started recording, wondering, did we start in 15, 16? I know we started podcasting in 17, but this practice of gratitude is a marker of who we are at Leadership Vision. We say thank you. We express our gratitude. And Nathan, you've mixed it up a little bit every year. <laughs> a little uh, different. <laughs> last year, we were all quarantined in our homes and closets. And so we recorded our answers and you mixed them together. It's nice to be together with the team. One of the things that I thought this year is I, I gathered a, a, a variety of, and maybe we could include these, but a variety of questions that get at gratitude and they're more specific. They, they maybe encourage you to think about a story. And so I said to each team member, pick one, pick one and answer it for us. And that's the one that we'll, so we'll be gonna, hearing about that's today. That's what we're going to do. So maybe what you want to do at home around your Thanksgiving dinner table is uh, look at this list and perhaps share. So what we're each going to do is spend about two minutes just kind of sharing our answers, reflections. Uh, and then we're going to take another just like maybe minute. And if uh, other team members have follow-up questions, they want to say, tell me a little bit more about this. And uh, we will be on our way. So we randomly picked names out of a hat and I told Amy that she was going first. <laughs> it's a very small hat. Amy, I think I think this is your one year anniversary. Happy yes. anniversary! By the time this is uh, this has been launched, so mm -hmm. congratulations on your one year being Thanks. on the team. So tell us, uh, let's do this. Tell us the question that you were given or that you picked, and then read your answer. Got it. So my question: What about my surroundings, home, neighborhood, city, etc.? Am I thankful for? And I um, had three different aspects as my answer. The first one was that I'm thankful for the sense of community in my town. Um, Harrisburg, where I live, has grown exponentially since we've moved. And we've been there 16 years now. But there's just a remarkable sense of community and people taking care of one another. So I've been part of that in a fundraiser for a friend or somebody from the school or even the school itself for something they were earning. I've brought meals to friends who've had rough weeks. And we've been on the receiving end of that generosity and kindness as well. And it's something that humbles me each and every time I see it. People 
caring for one another is just kind of my favorite thing. Thank you. Amy, I have a question. Because I grew up in a small town as well, and I'm hearing... I'm hearing your love for Harrisburg. And so my question is, compare Harrisburg to maybe the cities you grew up in. And were they bigger? Were they smaller? And what is kind of maybe the feel that's the same? Or Mm -hmm. what is the feel that's different? So yes, uh, I grew up in a tiny little town of less than 400 and then moved um, my junior year of high school, junior and senior year of high school, moved to a town of less than 1,500. And so Harrisburg is more than double that, which still is quite small, (laughs) right? So the things that I love, that I see, um, the similarities that I enjoy very much are that sense of community of, they care about you and your family. And so when things happen, they they rally around you and they pull you in and take care of you. And so sometimes, you know, we're in the Midwest, so that means I can't fix it, but here's some supper. Um, <laughs> Which is dinner or yeah, dinner, the evening Casserole, meal. Dish, yeah. Whatever it is. Like, here's here's some food because I don't know how to fix what you're doing, but I want you to not think about this for today. So I love that. And that's that's love or that's caring about you. And so we see those types of things um, and, and it looks different. It, it, maybe it looks like a gift card. Maybe it looks like I'm going to grab your kids and you guys are going to just have a quiet night. But it it's people caring for people. And that is just, it just makes you feel loved and it makes you feel cared for. And I'm so thankful that I get to live in a place where that is exhibited on a regular basis. Hmm. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Who would like to go next? Or should I voluntold somebody? Not it. I'll go. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Melissa. So my question is, what movie, book, blog, or article affected your life for the better recently? And I'm going to say, what TV show has affected my life? I know what you're going to say. Spoiler alert. (laughs) And I would say it is Ted Lasso. Yes. And it's just been such a hard season Hmm. and Ted Lasso has been such a bright spot Uh, laughter uh, deep thinking um, and kudos to they also reference my favorite book they do yes they do Brene Brown no no nope that's not my favorite book my favorite (laughs) book is A Wrinkle in Time (gasps) by Madeline Ellingo and I have a signed uh, set uh, Wrinkle in Time, the, the three different parts, they're signed by her. Wow. Um, and it, it's my, I usually read it about every two years. So I think the last time I read it was in 2018. So it's okay. probably time again. Okay. Every time I gain lessons and Ted Ooh. gave that book to Kent, mm-hmm. Roy Kent. Oy. And it's, it was just so fun. Was, so, yeah. so I have a question. So we start, we listen to Wrinkle in Time, the audiobook with the kids, but they listen to a whole bunch without me. And I remember reading that in like third grade or teacher wrote it to me. So but, but my question is, what is the leadership lesson that he wants him to learn from that book? Do you know? Because it's very profound. Yeah, and I if you don't know, I can cut this out and someone else can ask the question. No, I think A Wrinkle in Time has meant more to me as an adult than it ever mm. did as a kid, ever. And there's something about learning to trust yourself as a leader and trust what you bring to the situation. And I think that's what she was trying, he was trying to get Roy Kent to understand. Right. Because that's what, is it, is it the girl? Yes. Who's trying to, like her her brother? Yeah, Meg. 
because her brother is like Charles, taken over by that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There are so many good life lessons, mm. leadership lessons in A Wrinkle in Time. Mm. Oh, so we should read that. Awesome. Yeah. So Ted Lasso has been a bright spot. Thank you. I know I said one question, but do you have one, Brian? I thought it was one question. It is. I wasn't I, thinking about questions because you said it was. Oh, Linda pointed at you. So well, he should go next. Okay. Brian, I want you to go. Thank you. Thank you, Melissa. Brian, I want you to go next. Okay. Because Linda just pointed at you. <laughs> All right. Uh, the question that I am answering is what in nature inspires me and why? Uh, the first answer that I had to that I'm going to go with. And the thing in nature that inspires me is the seasons. We live in Minnesota. And unlike some parts of the country, we have seasons here. There are four distinct seasons. And I really look forward to all the changes that are happening in every one of the seasons. As an athlete, I want to be outside and moving in nature every single day. And each season provides its own sense of exploration and challenge. And I really, really enjoy that. I pay attention to the change and the process of the change. And I love the cycle because as also an individual, I often translate things that are happening in my life as seasonal, like this is a change, that there's a process, there's a time limit to it. It's not permanent, it's just seasonal. And things in nature speak to me specifically, like water and light and the birds and the trees that are all around where we live. And that's very important to me because part of my understanding of the world is very elemental. So seasons in nature, the elements of nature, those are the things that inspire me. Amy, do you have a question? I do. Tell me what your favorite season is and why. Spring, summer, fall. That's all of them. So that's not We're winter. Not, no, there's winter. <laughs> not winter. <laughs> um, my favorite, I think my favorite season would be spring because that's where the most activity around here is happening. Uh, we live on several migratory routes. And so the amount of birds that are flying through here in the spring is phenomenal. It's different types of lights and cloud textures that are hanging over the water. I just love all of that. What did you see on your paddleboard this morning? You went paddleboarding this morning? No, because like 40 I didn't paddleboard this morning because... You're going to paddleboard now, right after this? The run that we went on. Uh, okay. So, which was a well, nice exploration you, of nature. I wasn't right? running with <laughs> But I'll see leaves on the water. I'll see geese on the water. Yeah. The timid wood ducks that are afraid of everything mm. that I haven't been able to make friends with yet. Oh. So, we're working Thank through you. it. Snow White. They're okay. introverts. They are. Those ducks are introverts. Linda, can I go next? Because I want you to go last. They're jittery. Oh, okay. Because I feel like you'll have a better final thought. Nathan, what question are you cool? answering? <laughs> Thank you for asking. So the question I answered is, what activities, hobbies, events, etc., am I grateful for? Now, this was jumped out at me because it's so easy to answer. I am grateful for playing the piano. I uh, took piano lessons for like 10 or 11 years as a child. Totally didn't keep up with it, lost track of it. I'd maybe sit down at a piano in like those public spaces every once in a while and just try to remember my seventh grade recital piece. Um, but we got a piano last summer and my son and I started taking lessons together and I absolutely love it. Mom, thank you so much for <laughs> all of the times uh, for putting up with me when I wouldn't practice. It's probably one of the greatest gifts uh, you gave me, but it's been so fun. It's so many things to me right now. It's a creative outlet. It's an emotional release. It's just a fun thing to do with the kids as I'm you know, playing something and they're dancing around me or hanging on me. 
I've learned a couple Frozen songs. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's not like I'm preparing to play for like in a recital or something like that. It's just sort of like this, this self-challenge. And similar to running, it's like very easy to measure. Did I play the right note or not? Does it sound anywhere in the ballpark of what the original sound, um, original song has sounded like? And so it's just something that's just brought me so much joy. And I already shared the story with all you guys, but at the Minneapolis airport, when I came in, there was like one of those community pianos and I sat down and just played for a few minutes and I got up to, <laughs> to leave and there's like four people that gave me a little, a nice little golf clap. Uh, <laughs> good job. And I was like, oh, <laughs> thank you. So can we do a frozen sing along later? <laughs> That's absolutely. a great question. Yes. Absolutely. Let it go. Let it absolutely. go. Absolutely. Well, see, that's Frozen 1. So you want to do Frozen 1 or Frozen 2? I think that's, yeah. But yes is the answer. Okay, Linda. The question that I chose that jumped off the page for me was, who do I appreciate and why? And actually reading the question made me think of Brian, because I knew that if Brian saw this, the first thing he would say is... Two four six eight. Exactly. Two four six eight. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I was gonna say too. Appreciate. That's what I was gonna say. So it made me chuckle, and then I started to think about who is it that I appreciate and why. Uh, I I appreciate the friends that I have of all ages. And one morning, a couple weeks ago, I was reflecting on the friendships and people in my life that I am thankful for, and. And I started to realize, I think I have a friend in every decade. And a friend now, um, he'll be turning 90 on Halloween. And so, yes, every every decade, I have to, I guess, rekindle a friendship with someone in their hundreds. But it, it's true. I, I think about the children that I'm friends with. I remember visiting uh, Nathan and Malia and their kids and just enjoying friendship with people that are growing and asking questions and dancing and flipping their hair around and enjoying the Snapchat filters. When I think about kids in their teens, I think about two kids that are really important to me and I love them like my niece and nephew and they actually call me Auntie Linda. And this last summer, the oldest was turning 15, and she said to her dad, for my birthday, I either want to go to Disneyland or go visit Auntie Linda. I'm equal to Disneyland. <laughs> and I love that. And to have her here and the entire family here, I thought, this is what life looks like. It looks like friendships uh, with, with all ages. You know, I love... Uh, we have a favorite college student. She's ours. She is soon to not be a college student anymore. <laughs> and I love her. I love the young adults that she has brought into our life. I enjoy walking with 30-somethings as they are sorting out life and 40-somethings as they're living it. And uh, my 50-something husband is probably the person that I appreciate the most. Uh, it has been a wonderful ride with you. And... Um, Hang on. I enjoy walking with the 30-somethings, sorting out life, and the 40-somethings living it. Um, my 50-something husband is probably 
um, the person that I appreciate the most in my life. Um, to find someone that I can partner with and do business with, um, but a person who um, sees the best in me, um, also the worst in me, uh, but but calls out more of the best in me and pushes me uh, to be who who he sees me to be and more. Um, that is that is powerful. So thank you, Brian. I have friends in their 60s, and I also have friends in their 70s and 80s, and. <laughs> Uh, our parents are in that age range as well, and I've enjoyed friendship with uh, my mother and my mother-in-law, as well as my father-in-law. And um, when I think about the friendships over over the decades, sometimes those friendships are just for a season, and sometimes they're for an eternity. But when I reflect on the the friendships and relationships I've had that I appreciate, even if right now it's just a memory. I think of my father's words, and he said uh, once after a, a big family Zoom in the last days of his life, he said uh, <clears throat> that he's lavishing in joy. And to hold people even in my memory is a, a way that I lavish in joy and cultivate gratitude. So thank you. <laughs> I didn't expect that, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I'll put some music over it. Any uh, questions? How? I don't know. Yes, you think I do? Okay. I'd rather talk about how I'm breathing better. <laughs> I feel like that's a great way to end it. I don't know if everyone's crying. Thanks, guys. This is fun. <laughs> Does anyone have? We a laugh. We cry. Us? We eat popcorn. <laughs> Welcome to Leadership Vision. I'm so cookies. thankful for this team. Oh. Why? Why? I was going to ask you, <laughs> and you can't just say that. Because we're real. We do life together. We do meaningful work together. We see each other. That's a gift. Thank you for listening to the Leadership Vision Podcast, sharing our expertise in the discovery, practice, and implementation of a strengths-based approach to people, teams, and culture. For more resources about developing your strengths, the strengths of your team, or the strengths of your entire organization, click the links in the show notes or visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. I'm Nathan Freeberg. I'm Melissa Hyatt. I'm Amy Rollinger. I'm Linda Schubring. And I am Brian Schubring. And on behalf of everyone in this room, <laughs> thanks, thanks for, for listening. listening. Gobble, gobble. <laughs> Does anyone want to build a snowman? <laughs>